Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with Strange Brew Coffeehouse. And you don't have to be here in Starkville to do that or in Tupelo. You can be anywhere. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and boom, you're shopping right there. You can wake up every morning with the kind of coffee you're getting back in, back in your college days for some of you. Strange Brew wasn't there, you know, it was Woody's back in my college days. I just Shout got another Woody's. I just got another white uh, chocolate, hot chocolate last night, and it was delicious. There you go. There you go. So, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and if you're not just shopping for yourself this holiday season for the coffee lover in your life, hit them up at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to shop this holiday season for maroon and white merchandise. You've got Bulldogs in the family. Everybody wants new shirts, new hats, new pullovers. They've got them all at College Corner. We're only a couple weeks away from Black Friday. There'll be a great special on that day. Keep an eye on uh, their, their Twitter feed at College Corner Store. And, of course, my Twitter feed. You know, I'll retweet anything I get from them this holiday season. Don't wait until it's too late. Shop now at College Corner Store. Com. Humble Taco is Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, and I keep telling you guys to check it out, and more and more of you are doing it. I see people on Twitter talking about it all the time, and it's just becoming a little bit of a phenomenon in our town, and that is a great thing because it's a restaurant that nobody else has in the SEC. It's going to be something that people are pointing out when we have national broadcasts. They're going to be like, hey, there's this, there's this Mexican place doing these spun-up southern things into tacos, and it's just incredible. So if you haven't made it to Humble Taco already, you're missing out. Make it sure that's on your list of things to do next time you are in Starkville. If you're living here in Starkville, maybe this weekend is the time to go to Humble Taco and enjoy a great, great meal. Firehouse Subs, that's a good place to go for lunch. I went to lunch. Yeah, all the time. All the time I'm at Firehouse Subs. You know why? Because they make it easy. Their app is super easy to navigate. You get great reward points, and you get in and out quickly with service with a smile. And the food is always fantastic there. you got a lot of sandwich options here in Starkville. I think Sam, I think Starkville may be the sandwich capital of the South, to be totally honest with you. Passing its label as the chicken tender capital of the South. There are far more. Or the Mexican restaurant capital of the South. Okay, first and foremost, Starkville is the Mexican restaurant capital of the world. <laughs> Even more so than in Mexico. And thank goodness we have another one coming on oh, with a Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, well. But That's why I'm that. thankful for Humble Taco because they don't just specialize yeah, in Mexican they got, food. They got other stuff. They, they they give you some options there. It's not old <clears throat> it's not old thirty one with extra beans. There you go. Beans. Beans. But <laughs> Well I'm saying you've got a lot of sandwich options here in Starville, there's no question about it. But the best one of them by, by and large, is going to be Firehouse Subs. And not just here in Starkville, Tupelo, Flowood, Madison, Columbus, 
even in Oxford, where I'll be tomorrow, or today as you're listening. Why? I'm going to remote. Oh. Southern Coop, though. So you're going to wear your nice polo shirts today? Which good, nice polo? Uh, a nice blue one. Hmm? You know what I, you know what I went looking for? Firehouse size, by the way. <laughs> I went looking... <laughs> I was trying for to a find a sports coat. I was gonna no no no. I wanted to find th- I, they couldn't find them in my size. I wanted to get three different color national championship polos. Nice, but I couldn't find they didn't have them in my size. No, but I looked everywhere. So, yeah, you guys. So they just have I don't know room? if you. I don't know if you know. And this is the college corner, and also to all the other great places that sell MSU merchandise. I don't know if you've seen our fan base. I don't know if you've been to a game at Davis Wade, but you can stop stocking so many smalls and mediums yeah. and maybe pick up some 4Xs in there. Some 5Xs might be welcome, too. We have some biggins in Mississippi. <laughs> You're talking to one. Mississippi's got some biggins. I mean, hey, and let me tell you, too, the the new the vault that just came open with the... Uh, the with vault? The, yeah. The, uh, what the is vault, that? The, you know, like the, like the college vault thing. Where, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, well, Home Field Apparel in Mississippi State. Oh, okay. They oh, have Home Field the Apparel is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like kind of in, in conjunction with each other. So the new, the logo, the old logo. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. From the seventies, I think it's the seventies. Yeah, yeah. That they, they've put that out there, okay. and I'm sure College Corner has plenty of that. Yeah. Uh, That's but, bad news though for Home Field Apparel. <clears throat> they also do not carry my size. I'm just saying. They don't have anything in your I've size. Looked. No. I've looked many times. Maybe you can get one of those flags. Maybe I should just lose weight. Could you just get one of those flags and wrap it around you? You think you think you're funny, don't you? You think you think you're. <laughs> There's funny your national me. championship polo right there. Just wrap a flag around me, or wrap my fist around your mouth if you don't <laughs> shut up. I'm Dang. trying to find ideas. Is that here. what you're trying to do? Yes, that's what you're trying to do there. Yes, it's 2021. All right, with the body shaming, it doesn't need to happen. Okay. <laughs> Now I'm triggered. Isn't that what the kids would say? <laughs> I can say that to you, but if anybody else no, no, does, no. I'm angry. No, no, you can't say that. You're not fat. Yeah, I'm getting there. Like Stephen Augustinelli could say it to me. I'm getting fat. You're getting fat? Yes. I'm getting training. Fat. Look at you. I'm training. Look at you. You're wearing skinny jeans, for God's sakes. Well, my legs aren't fat. You're wearing, you're wearing like some fashion jeans here. Like they're ripped, they're but ripped they're not. Up. No, but there's there's but there's there's no hole. There's it's ripped, but there's still fabric underneath. They're in style. Oh, I'm sure they are. Look, I'm getting fat. I'm training. I'm, I'm cultivating mass. Fit right in in Oxford tomorrow. Oh, please. Are those Blue Delta? No, these you are... spend uh, $600 on a pair of jeans? These are American Eagle, I think. Oh, my God. A, another place that I'll never shop. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to, like, American, you know, Grizzly Bear. That's what they need. <laughs> big and tall? They need, a, they need a big and tall option. I went to big and tall because I have a weird... We are tall. I have a strange body. So That's one way to put my it. legs are extremely long. Mm-hmm. My waist has not been very, very wide. Um, it's getting there because, like I said, I'm getting fat. Mm-hmm. But um, so I've had to go up, you know, a couple of sizes in mm-hmm. waist. But big and tall is tough. I man. can't find a length, yeah, a length that that goes with my waist. So like it's my tough length, to find thirty two, thirty eight. Huh? Yeah. So like my length is comparable to someone with a, like a fifty waist. Like that's how long my legs are. Like so, I, who would have a fifty waist though? Who who would be that big? Who that we know? Who that's talking right now? Ah, uh, <laughs> all right. So maybe if like I could get like the, I don't know. But know, I have but, short legs. Yeah, I'm you, not very tall. You wouldn't be able to fit in these. Well, no crap. <laughs> I probably couldn't get it over my 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 thigh. 
Me fat guy in some little jeans. <laughs> Imagine me in skinny jeans. Good lord. Oh God. That's 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 a. People <laughs> are trying je- to. People are like, I'm trying to eat. Those I jeans just woke be, up. Those jeans would be screaming. Yeah. <laughs> on the calves. Yeah. yeah. Those would just be skinny. <laughs> quote skinny jeans. Unquote. Your calves would just be like, for God's sakes, let us breathe. I would die of deep vein thrombosis in about <laughs> ten minutes of putting on a pair of skinny jeans. Be like I took a transatlantic flight and just sat there for fifteen hours. <laughs> My, my legs would literally, I would literally bust from the inside. I would implode. I, I'm thankful that I have, I still have somewhat skinny legs. Mm. They've grown a little bit too over time as they've started to carry some. I have skinny wrists. I have, I have small hands for a big man. Yeah. I don't know what you know that what is. You about small hands. What did they say? You wear small gloves. Small brains. Oh, I thought we wear small gloves. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, about football. How about that game this we're, weekend? We're going to be off the rails on this one. That's good, though. You know you know why? Because, honestly, Mississippi State-Auburn is a series that's kind of been off the rails in years past. This is a series that has been a lot closer than people want to, you know, especially Auburn people want to give credit for. Uh, now, they have won the last two and three of the last four, and the last two trips to uh, Auburn for Mississippi State have not been pleasant experiences. We all remember uh, a couple years ago um, Joe Moorhead taking that team over there and just – Basically, just getting run off the field. Uh, the final score over there was where's that game? Fifty six twenty three. And Robbie and I were both there, and we will both tell you that game wasn't as close as the score makes it sound. That's the day you got to uh, eat wings with Big Dave. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We did, yeah, just a random uh, meeting with him. Cool guy though. Uh, and then twenty seventeen, uh, State loses forty nine to ten over there. That game was. Uh, most famous for the uh, the fumble recovery that ended up not being a touchdown. Yes, uh, because the referees Montez that. Sweat. Montez Sweat. Imagine that the referees screwed up. I can't believe it. And they actually came back. It was like, yeah, that's a fumble. Okay, so if it was a fumble, how's it not touchdown? Uh, yeah, you know, that's just we don't need to get in that. <clears throat> State hasn't won there since uh, 2015. Dak senior year, 17 to nine. And I was there in 13. Dak's first SEC start, yeah. and that's kind of when he like kind of. You know, came out as came a, on to, came onto the uh, the, the national star. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a, had a huge game, a game that you know prevent defense prevented a win. Imagine that the one where where State back ten yards off the line of scrimmage, and I told Scott Strickland Mississippi State's about to lose this ball game after the first two first downs. And it was that moment where Scott Strickland's like, "I've got to get out of here." Yes, Robbie Falk sent him on his way. And they only stayed for like three more years, but yeah. Well, you know, he had to find the, the best job, and uh, we'll see how that's working out for him. Um. This Auburn team, this is this is a pretty typical Auburn team for the past, basically since they played for the national title in 2013, in that they're good, but they're also not great, and on any given Saturday they could just as easily win as lose or lose. They 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 you know they offensively this is, and you know obviously you know you've got a new coach and a new system, but this is. An Auburn team offensively to me that has it doesn't have that explosive uh, characteristic, especially in the passing game. Now on the on the the running game, they're great. You know, we've talked a lot about Tank Bixby. We've talked about Jarquez Hunter, the kid from uh, he's from Philadelphia, right? Went to Neshoba Central. Yes. Okay. And you know, and obviously Bo Nix gives him an added dimension in the running game. Not they they don't call runs for him the way like we talked about yesterday with Arkansas the way KJ Jefferson gets runs designed for him but you know what he can do with his feet but from a passing standpoint 
you know, we, we've been getting on Mississippi State about yards per attempt. I mean, Auburn's right there, 6.9. 6.9. Nice. Yards per attempt. They don't have those, those, you know, you think about last year with Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz, guys who could get behind the defense. And Auburn is Auburn has typically had a guy like that, but they just don't this year for whatever reason. Uh, as you heard uh, Jason Caldwell tell us yesterday, Kobe Hudson has been their lead guy. Their leading receiver has 29 catches. I mean, what would that be at state? Sixth? Something like yeah. that? I mean, it's just. They've been built around the run this year. They, yeah, they've, they've more been, so than than ever before, though. Yeah, because Gu- I mean, years. Gus would run the ball, but you know he he liked to throw it around a little bit. Uh, this team is is built uh, to run the ball and open up the pass, which is still kind of surprising. That they're only averaging six point nine yards nice. per attempt. Yeah, uh, you would think like running the ball like that, they'd be able to hit some really big. And plays. Bo Nix is a more of a deep. He's sort of like KJ Jefferson in that he's more of a deep ball. He's not the guy who's just going to pick apart a defense. He's the guy that can hit some big plays. But they just have not done that uh, this year. Demetrius Robinson, their second leading receiver, is their leading touchdown guy with three. Former Georgia catches. guy, right? And former Cal guy. As That's well. right. That's this right. This is his third stop. You Something's know, wrong there. You know, Demetrius, maybe it's not them. Um. Nicks, I mean, we all know about Bo Nix. We all know. And this is a guy that, if you, you know, think back to that Georgia State game. We all thought, okay, he's on the way out. You know, T.J. Finley's going to take over. And instead, uh, Bo Nix has sort of, you know, reestablished himself as that as that as QB1, uh, completing just over 60% of his passes on the year uh, for uh, 1,917 yards, nine touchdowns to three picks. At home, really, really good player. On the road, he's had some struggles. But he's been he's been good. I thought he was solid against Penn State. Yeah, I thought he was okay. really good against LSU. Now that was that was his best game. That was the game where he made a lot of of those crazy plays. But that was also kind of like the time where his job was like on the line. Yeah, he you had know, to because, deliver, and he did. Uh, the week uh, was it the week before they almost lost to Georgia State or whoever that was. Yes. Um, was it Georgia State? Yes, Who it was. was. Uh, so and he got brought out of the ball game, which I think that might have been an injury too, but. There was a lot of talk about replacing Bo Nix, mm-hmm. and I think that game kind of solidified his role with that team, that he was going to be the starting quarterback moving forward. Um, and, you know, a lot of times things just kind of uh, unravel for the quarterback, the starting quarterback, and they just kind of, you know, drift into the unknown. you got to give that dude a lot of credit for battling out of that and having kind of the, the will to, to force himself through that. Uh, but that's the son. That's the son of a former quarterback, a son of a coach. Uh, so he's a lot like Will Rogers in that you know, it, not not a lot's going to rattle him mentally. You know, he's going to be he's going to be pretty, for the most part, he's going to be pretty locked in. But not the most talented guy. You know, I don't think his his accuracy is is that great. Um, he does have uh, a solid arm and he can extend plays. Yeah, and that's the big thing: extending plays. Getting off script is, is what can really make an offense roll sometimes. He's a, a better passer, lesser runner, Nick Fitzgerald. I could see that. Not, su- be... not super accurate, but more accurate than Fitzgerald was. Yes. But he doesn't have the same running ability. And it, and it, But at the end of the day, this game turns on how he plays. No one player affects this game more than Bo Nix. Bo Nix comes out and plays a good game, Auburn's probably going to win. State forces him into mistakes, State's probably going to win. Whereas, you know, I don't think you can say the same thing for any other player on the field. Even even Will Rogers, 
who could have a bad day, but State is capable of, of, I think, working around that a little bit. The key is forcing him into mistakes and taking advantage of those, just like you did at Texas A&M. You got a couple of mistakes from Calzada and went down there and scored. And, of course, offensively, we'll talk more about Mississippi State on offense, but just um, you don't make the mistakes. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Kentucky made mistakes against Mississippi State and State capitalized on those. We talked about that pregame, about how important that was. Mississippi State made mistakes against Arkansas. Penalties at times, missed field goals, uh, a turnover from from Will Rogers, the the two first possessions of the game for Mississippi State. They got to stay on script, they got to take care of the football and they've got to force Bo Nix into mistakes. Uh, that's how you win on the road. Yeah. You play you play relatively and, and make clean. it happen early too. Yes. You need to the crowd as the game goes will get into it. I think you know this is a team that's in the top fifteen. What are the, what are they now? Top eighteen. Yeah. Um, the fans are going to be excited. That they're not they're not down on this team. So I think the crowd will be solid there. I don't think this is going to be a, you know a, a weak crowd by any means. But what you want to do is you want to make sure that they don't get lit up. You don't want to pour gasoline on the fire with a few turnovers early because that's a tough place to play. Uh, so Mississippi State has to come out in that first quarter and make sure that they capitalize on any mistakes they get or any opportunities they get. I think the game plan for Mississippi State is going to be similar to what we've seen the past couple. It's, it's about you know they, they did it was effective against Kentucky. It wasn't as effective against Arkansas. Stop the run and figure out the pass. You've got Forbes and Emerson back there. They can erase some things for you. That's how you have to play defense. And if State's able to do that, they have a chance to be successful. On the other side of the ball for Mississippi State, defensively this Auburn team is is quite good. They're giving up less than 20 points per game. Uh, they're giving up, from a passing standpoint, which has always got to be the first thing you look at, giving up uh, just over 224 yards a game. I mean, State would probably like to double that. Yeah, That's going to be a tough task. And the main reason it's tough, it's, it's not so much that Auburn secondary is, and you know this, because you, you follow recruiting, they have so many pass rushers. They can get after the quarterback. The top dog, obviously, is a Mississippi kid, Derek Hall, but T.D. Moultrie, uh, I mean, they just got so many guys. Uh, this is going to be the, I think this might be the biggest test for State's offensive line outside of Alabama this year. I think Derek Mason is going to bring some heat. He's going to try to pressure Will These two Rogers. coordinators, man. They're going to really bring good some coordinators. Places. Yeah. Um, so State's going to have to get the ball out quick. They're going to have to obviously protect Will Rogers. He can't hold on to the football more than four seconds. That's that's no. that's too long. The quick passing game has got to work today. Um, you, you're not thinking about deep passes. You just try to get the ball off with a crossing route or something across the middle, something quick to Jaden Wally. Um, then maybe Makai Polk coming across the middle. Uh, hopefully Tulu is, is healthy. You can get some screens in there with him and Jameer Calvin. But you got to get the ball out quick in this game. You cannot allow Will Rogers to stand back there for more than three seconds um, because that that defensive line and the linebacking core can get back there and make plays. For State, you know, Auburn is a team. You look at their, I, I it's it's hard sometimes to translate offense to you know in from terms of rushing yards from the passing game, but that's a lot. We've talked about it so many times. State's passing game, so much of it is really run plays. Auburn gives up about 140 yards a game on the ground. That's not a great number. So 
it leads me to believe that if State can work the quick passing game like you're talking about, they can have some success there. And then, you know, they've been better running the ball these last two games. I, I fully, I'm at the point now where I think State is probably going to rush the ball 20-plus times. Uh, I feel like Marks and Johnson are going to get some carries. And then we'll see, you know, what happens with them. Uh, Auburn giving up 3.6 yards per carry. I think State would take that. That's a number you could say, okay. Because if you're getting three points, if you're getting basically four yards when mm-hmm. you run the ball, I mean, with this offense, I mean, that's that's a success every time. What they've been doing the last couple of weeks has been solid. I mean, last week wasn't great, but Woody Marks was breaking tackles and Dylan Johnson broke a couple of tackles and they were picking up yards after the first hit. Because uh, now you got, I mean, those those two guys, especially Marks last year, on first hit, he was going down. But he's kind of built his body for this, knowing that he's probably not going to have a whole lot of holes to hit. So he's got to, he's going to have to shed blockers or shed uh, defenders, and that's what he's done this year. I mean, he's hit last week. I don't know how many tackles he broke, but it seemed like a lot. That's what you're going to have to do this week. This is a defense that that should tackle fairly well. I mean, the, Derek Mason is a is a great coordinator, and the, Auburn's always tackled really well. You you don't really get away with a lot of yards after the the catch or the mm-hmm. first Very disciplined hit. defense. Yeah, but you know we thought that about. Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah, and that's State right. Was, that was the difference in the game was State's ability to break tackles and make guys miss in the open field. If, if they can do that with this offense, because it's, it's, you know, you're going to get four yards. Mm-hmm. If four can turn into seven and eight, they're almost unstoppable at that point. And then, of course, red zone efficiency, and you know, at some point, you're going to probably have to make a field goal. Brandon Ruiz is kicking field goals this weekend, you think? Yeah, unless he just is incapable with yeah. his back or whatever's hurt. I mean, you got to put him out there. There's no other options. You you can't you're not going to be able to rely on Nolan McCord right now. He's he's young and it's there's obviously, I mean, it's probably in his head at this point. So just give it to Brandon Ruiz and say, yeah. you know, if we if we can't make field goals, then we're just going to go down with the ship say, here. I bet I bet state this week though is <clears throat> You're gonna see them go for it a They're lot more. They're gonna go for it a little bit more. Yeah. They're gonna go for it a little bit more. And I mean, you don't feel safe with your punters either right now. There, no. There's no hang time. The yeah. Guys are getting returns. A lot of the punts aren't very far. Yeah. So I mean, the special teams is just is is a is a major negative for Mississippi State right now. It's kind of train wrecky. I mean, it's getting there. Yeah. No, it's not getting there. It's there. They've had some good moments. That's that's the thing. You know, they've had the the kick returns. They've had. But, They've had a couple of good games from the punters. They've had, they've had a couple good of good games from the, this year. They've yeah. had they've had two or three. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, you're right. But that Tulu was, ran one back. Those were early enough. They, they were early, and, and since then, nobody kicks to them anymore. Tulu going to play? Uh, that's a wait and see. I think yeah. you know, um, it's got to go through some some protocols and things like that. But COVID? I don't. No. Okay. Um, that we, that's that's just a wait and see. But I think. You know, there's nothing that I expect to be a long-term deal. Yeah. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Don't forget, whenever you put beef into your grocery shopping cart, you're helping 15,000 Mississippi beef farmers who are doing almost a half billion dollars a year worth of agricultural business here in our state. And, of course, you're also taking care of your family because beef is not only great tasting, it's good for you, plenty of vitamins, nutrients, and, of course, protein. So whatever you're doing, whether you're just grabbing a steak to put on the grill or if you're putting together a a big prime rib for the holidays, beef is going to be on the menu. 
Go to msbeef.org if you're looking for some recipes or to find out more about the beef industry here in our great state. Beef, it's what's for dinner, At thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I have been told that that's where we're having lunch today. Yes. Very good. It's Why on not? Thursday. I'm excited about that. Uh, we're going to head over there. And as you know what? I can't stress this enough. You should, too, because the food is fantastic. The people are even better. And it's just a great, great place to go. Head over to Two Brothers next time you're in Starkville. And don't forget, next week, if you're looking to tailgate, email twobrothersstarkville at gmail.com to find out about tailgating and, and, and their catering business. A lot of great stuff over there. Some stuff that's not on the menu at the restaurant, you can get it catered. And I definitely recommend you check that out. Advantage Business Systems has a two-way plan and a simple plan. And that, you know, simplicity, that's what simple I like. Simple plan, huh? That's a band, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. Well, I, you know, I don't know much about that band, but I like simple things. I'm a simple man myself. Well, so, you know, that's also a song. Uh, Shinedown. Well, I, <laughs> you know, kind of. I made a major stink at a, at a wedding I went to uh-huh. uh, with a group of people when mm-hmm. I said that I felt like Shinedown's version was was better than better Leonard Skinner's. Than Leonard Skinner's. I preferred it. Okay. Well, you know what? This is America, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm sure. not going. I'm not going to question you on that. Have you heard Shinedown's version? I have. Yes. It's good. Yes. So, well, getting back to Advantage Business Systems now <laughs> and their simple plan for simple men like me, offer your customers two things. An incredible selection of of products that every business needs, and then back every sale you make up with the kind of customer service you expect from your next door neighbors. And that's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are your next door neighbors. They are Mississippians first and foremost, and have been for just over forty six years. Not a long time to be alive. Just want to point that out. But a long time to be in business. Nobody stays in business that long unless they take care of their customers. Call them today. Find out how they can help you. That number is six zero one. 362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, Robbie, playmaker time. Offensively, who do you like for the Bulldogs? For State, I think um, I, I want to go with Jaden Wally uh, in the slot. I, t- okay. I mentioned to you about <clears throat> getting that ball out quick. Jaden Wally seems to be the guy across the middle of the field that's there for Mississippi State. Sent a couple of drops um, in some games this year. Need him to to step up, hold on to the football, and get some big catches for Mississippi State in this ball game because he's going to be needed. All the receivers, it's all hands on deck. Offensive line is going to have to be really good, but I'm, I think Jaden Wally is going to have a big game. Wally, you know, he had a great game against Kentucky, and then he had a touchdown last week, but he was a little, little, he disappeared a little bit. Had a couple of drops, too, so a bounce back game would be definitely very good for him. Uh, I'm going to stay at the receiver position. I think it's going to be five and five for Ra Ra Thomas. Looks like, I think he's going to make his way into the starting lineup, according to some things I've been reading and hearing this weekend. And, I, you know, he just continues to get better, uh, you know. Sort of the same path that Jaden Wally was on a season ago. This was where he really started to take off. I think Ra Ra Thomas could end up having a big game, a five six catch game to go to complement Makai Polk. State's receiving core is I mean, it's just so good. It's just good. And they have so much depth in it right now. Where a guy like Malik Heath, who would probably start at a lot of schools, is just falling down the depth chart a little bit because guys are getting ahead of him. But I think Ra Ra Thomas back into the end zone this weekend for his fifth touchdown in five games. I guess that would be technically his sixth touchdown in five games since he had two last weekend. Uh, defensively, what do you like? On the defensive side of the ball, I've said 
linebacker, I think, the last two weeks. I'm going to go with defensive lineman this week. Okay. I, I think Jaden Crumity is going to be big for Mississippi State um, against the run, but also, you know, making some plays on on the outside, having to to, to keep Bo Nix from running around and, and running over this Mississippi State defense. I think Jaden Crumity is going to come up big. I think when you're talking about stopping the run, it's all about linebackers. Aaron Brule has been playing a little bit better the past couple of weeks. We're finally starting to see him. It took him a while, but he's he's rounding into form a little bit. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a big game here. You know, maybe get a sack as well. Especially when we talk about Bo Nix, who likes to roll outside the pocket. Brule is a guy with the the athleticism to track him down on, when he decides to uh, to scramble. So Brule, I'm going to go out and, and say he has has a good game here. What about the X factor? X factor, I think, is going to. I've, I think I've said defense the last few weeks. I'm going to stay yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. I think the defense is going to have to come up with some big plays to win this ball game for Mississippi State. It, it all hinges on defense for Mississippi State for me because I, I still feel like this offense is just going to continue to move the ball against everybody and um, should be able to score points. So let's go with Colin Duncan. Okay. Uh, coming up with a play. He was matched up a couple weeks ago with Wendell Robinson. Last week, made a couple of plays against Arkansas. I think he's going to have a, a big play in this game, too. This is an easy <clears throat> one for me. Okay. It's Brandon Ruiz. He State is going to have to make at least one kick in this game. They have to be able, when they get to the, you know, the 30, to be able to get points. Ruiz is going to have to make kicks this week. So, yes. If he miss if he's missing kicks, state's not going to win. So that's I felt like an easy X factor. Uh, yeah, because this is a defense that I kind of feel like is going to allow Mississippi State to move down the field, but it's going to be really difficult to score on them, uh, score touchdowns. So you're going to have a lot of opportunities to kick this week, and Ruiz has got to come in there and make them. Because I mean, the, this off this defense between you know the, the ten. Inside the the red zone, I think it's going to be really tough to score on them. So this is a big game for Ruiz to get back on track. All right. Prediction time. What do you got? Hold on. Are we over 27 minutes? Yeah, we're good. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, You know, I've been been kind of going back and forth with this. I just – I don't have enough faith in Mississippi State right now in this game. I think Auburn is really good. Um, and this it's not really about Mississippi State, it's more about Auburn and playing on the road. But I think Mississippi State's going I think this is gonna be a close game. I think State's gonna hang in there and, and have a chance to win this. But I'm gonna say Auburn twenty eight, Mississippi State twenty four. I think State's gonna get murdered. They're absolutely terrible. There's no chance in hell they're going to win. Well that works. Auburn seventy eight to nothing. No, Sounds good to me. I won't go that far. I do think I'll Auburn's, pick a state to win if you do that. I might change my pick. I think uh, I do. I do think Auburn's going to win. It's, states have been so unlucky, not unlucky, but they've just been poor the last few trips to Auburn. And and if you get off to a slow start, Auburn's crowd will get into the game, and it's just going to be difficult. I, I I see a lot of of last week's game in this week's game. Close game, back and forth, but in the end, I just think Auburn makes the plays that State can't. So we'll say thirty-one twenty-four. Auburn gets the win. Okay. All right, uh, back on Sunday, uh, we'll uh, recap what happens here. And then what we're going to do next week, uh, talking to Robbie about this, I mean, come on, guys, it's Tennessee State, right? I mean, what are we doing? 
You know, we'll talk you a little bit. Talk about Eddie George's um, yeah. offensive scheme. No, we'll talk a little bit about the freshman. Like, are we finally going to see Sawyer Robertson kind of thing? I think we're going to go ahead and start looking ahead to Ole Miss. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, Moorhead told us. Remember, he was like, "We're he focused, looking ahead." Well, he said first, he's like, "We're totally focused on Abilene Christian. We're not worried about the Egg Bowl." And then after the Abilene Christian game, he came and he's like, "I lied to you guys. We were totally looking ahead to the Egg Bowl. Let's just do it. Let's just embrace the hate." Let's start it off right. Two weeks of Egg Bowl. We'll be talking to some former players, some uh, some national guys as far as the media. We're going to get a lot of Egg Bowl content out there for you starting next week. All right, guys, have a great weekend. If you're headed to Auburn, please be safe, and we'll talk to you again on Sunday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.